0: Hey guys, so welcome to your next stop. I cannot wait to tell you about my next guest. It's gonna be so much fun, another clubhouse find, but I am super passionate about this topic, so I cannot wait to introduce Libby Cole. How are you, Libby? I'm so good, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. So I want you to share your quote, and then I wanna get into just what you do, because it's like such a passion of mine.
1: All right, so my quote is, if you are always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. And that's Maya Angelou. And growing up, my mom used to say, normal is just a setting on the dryer. And so I felt like that was kind of connecting two of my favorite quotes there.
0: Yes, I love that. And I always say normal is boring. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my quote is, I get up every morning determined to both change the world and have one hell of a good time. Sometimes this makes planning my day a little bit difficult. And that is EB White. I love it. Isn't that good? So good. Okay, so Libby was in higher education. She did something with her students to get a little more insight into them. And she's going to go into that next. Welcome to Your Next Stop. This is Juliette Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to Your Next Stop.
1: Okay, Libby, so tell us your journey, like give us a little background. Sure. So I was working in student affairs in higher education. So it was all the extracurricular activities. And I started in leadership development at the College of Charleston, um, and then got my master's degree in higher ed and counseling and worked with students for about 12 years. And I was just looking for something new to do with my students. And that's when I found the Enneagram. So you're an Ennea fan, right?
0: Yes, totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. I can't wait to get into to this. I totally am.
1: So I'd heard people talking about it, you know, just like out to dinner, just talking about what's the Enneagram? What type are you? I didn't really know anything about it. So I started digging deeper into it ended up getting certified because I'm a type eight. So I don't do anything halfway. So I didn't just learn about it. I actually went and got certified to coach with it. And then like six months later, I quit my job and started a business.
0: So here I am. I have taken many different tests. And I've taken it many different times. And I am very, very close between a seven and an eight. So a lot of times I get eight with a seven wing, but then I also get seven with an eight wing. So I even took like a more in-depth, the Ian Crone, his test. And I was a seven and they don't do the wings there. So eccentricenergies.com is the website that I've gone. And every time, pretty much, I'm always a seven with an eight wing. But when I say they're like both ninety. 8%. So like, I feel like I'm very close. So I'm like curious to hear after you share, you know, what you found in there, like what your thoughts on that are. So you went and you got certified and you quit your job six months later and you started this business.
1: Mm-hmm. So I work with individuals or couples with coaching. The Enneagram is an amazing tool with relationships. Um, but then I also work with companies who are trying to develop their team and open lines of communication. Maybe you're reconnecting right now and, you know, just need a morale booster. And, you know, with COVID and everything that's happened over the last year, people have realized that we can do all of this virtually. And so I'm working with people around the world and it's been a wild ride. That is amazing. Okay, so can you give us a little bit of the background of what that is? Sure. So the Enneagram is an archetype for human character. So it's a structure that utilizes nine types. So if you've ever heard somebody say, I'm a type two or I'm a type eight, they're talking about the Enneagram. It's used for self-knowledge and inner work, but it's all about why we do what we do, not what. So Julia, I'm just going to touch on the quiz thing real quick. I think that quizzes are a great way to be introduced to the Enneagram, but a test cannot tell you your true type because it's about the motivation behind what we do. So it's a great way to take a test and maybe it gives you your top two to three but it's not going to tell you for certain what your type is. So your journey between a seven and an eight is one that I went on. Also, Uh, when I first got into this, I was trying to decide, am I a seven or am I an eight? And I had to do that inner work to really decide what my core type was. And my husband, who's a three, was actually able to help hold that mirror up to me and say, you know, this is really true for you. And that kind of opened my eyes. But my favorite free quiz is truity.com. And that's a good starting point. But again, don't just believe if you're 99% a type three that that's what you are.
0: My husband's also a type three which they always say eights, seven, (laughs) eights and threes are like a really good match. Yeah, it is.
1: Isn't that funny? So how do you spell that uh, the website where you say Truity? It's T-R-U-I-T-Y dot com and I've taken just about all of the tests out there just you know through research for my business and that is the free one that I think is just a really great starting point. Look at those top two to three, do the work, listen to some podcasts, read some books, follow some Instagram accounts, and then really decide for yourself what your core type is.
0: Yes. And please share with your, like right now, so people can go to your Instagram. What is your Instagram account?
1: Sure. So my account is at Enneagram to expand. So my company is expand coaching and consulting. It's all about growth and expanding beyond yesterday. So my Instagram is Enneagram to expand and you will see so many different spellings of the word Enneagram also, um, but Enneagram to expand is E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M-T-O-E-X-P-A-N-D.
0: Perfect. Okay, great. Okay. So as I said, I've gone through, so this will be kind of fun. So people like that know me, like I have the fun side, like there's definitely the seven, but there's some things about the seven that didn't resonate with me. Like I would didn't. didn't live in fairy tale land when I was growing up. I wasn't like that. And I know that's probably like just a little thing, but that always stuck to my head. I was like, no, I didn't have like imaginary friends. I'm very much, and I don't want to say black or white, but kind of like, you know, and that I felt like it was more of an eight, but when I'm in not a great spot, I don't know that I go to the eight side, but there's been two times in my life that I have gone to the eight side. So can you explain a little bit about how the Enneagram looks at, as you said, like how you react to things, not what do you react? So can you give us a little bit more information on that?
1: Absolutely. And just to your point, I was in leadership development. So I've done the Myers-Briggs. I've done the DISC. I've done the True Colors. I've done Strengths Quest, all of them. And um, there's a reason that I decided to put all my eggs in the Enneagram basket, because I truly believe that it goes beyond any of that. A lot of those things are about how you show up. They're about your leadership style, your personality type. But the Enneagram is about your true core energy that you approach the world with. And again, those motivations. So you're looking at your core fears, your core desires, your core motivations. And that is so different than looking at your Myers-Briggs type. It's just a different way of thinking about it. And another thing that I love about the Enneagram, when you're talking about your stress and your growth, it's actually organized in a very structural way and you're connected to different types. So it's not pigeonholing you into your type. You can, you know, be a wing, like you're talking about the eight wing seven or the seven wing eight, the numbers on either side of your type flavor your type Um, you go to a different type in stress or in growth, and it's a very intentional connection there. So those things can help you decide your type also. But it is such an amazing structure that just looks a little differently than some of those other pieces that are talking about your personality or your leadership.
0: So when if you're an Enneagram 8, when you are stressed, what number do you go towards?
1: So you go towards a five. So my stress path as an eight is going to a five. The five is the observing investigator. They're a little more pulled back, withdrawn. So if I get very stressed or I'm very triggered by something, I pull back. I, you know, was triggered in an environment not too long ago, and I just went outside and sat on the porch. And that's when my husband knows something is wrong, (laughs) because otherwise I'm very engaged. I'm very outgoing. And so it's that idea that I pull back and I overthink. So the five is cerebral. It's very logical. And so I make lists or I, you know, color code in an Excel spreadsheet, those kinds of things when I'm in that stress place. Okay, so that's
0: interesting. So what does a seven do when they're in stress?
1: So the seven in stress is going to go to the one. And so the one is the moral reformer. They're often called a perfectionist. And so I have two best friends that are sevens and both of them like deep clean when they're stressed. So they go into this, like, I need to clean the baseboards. And sometimes that's to avoid what's going on. Um, You'll do these things that it's like, you're going to organize the junk drawer or you're going to just become very perfectionistic on something. So the seven goes to the one. So are either of those relating to you more.
0: That's where I need to dive because no, I am not a perfectionist in it, the least. And when I go to stress, I definitely have like short of her temper. So I get like more like short and in, in, in my head. And so I'm trying to think when you describe the five, I might withdraw, but I don't know that it's that you can tell. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so if my husband, like, I don't know if my husband would be like, okay, she's stressed. He knows I'm stressed because I wear my emotions on my sleeve and my mood completely changes. Like, I'm not, I'm very fun loving. I'm very like light. I have a lot of energy. And when I'm stressed, I'm more of like a dictator, like, ah, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. Well, that could be true of a one also. Right. So like, I don't go clean drawers. I wish I clean drawers. <laughs> I definitely don't do that. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimtedspelledout.com. So let's take us through the numbers really quickly. So like if you're a one, like where do you go in
1: stress? Sure. Um. So a one is the moral reformer. Like we just talked about, they have the need to be good, right? And balanced. Um, They see what's wrong. They want to fix it. And ones are also said to have a really strong inner critic. Again, some of that dictator, as you said, could be part of that one coming through. And the one in stress is going to go to the four, which is the romantic individualist. And so it might be a creative outlet, you know, just something that really they can be more introverted also. But it's going to something that you need to re-energize and have that creative. creative outlet. So that's the one. The two is the supportive helper and they are the type of person who thinks that they have to give in order to be loved. And so they really have a need to be needed. They are afraid that they're not loved for who they are, but for what they give other people. So they definitely have that worth is on their sleeve. You know, they're the person that's going to show up with a casserole and they are going to just really um, be there for other people. So the tattoo and stress is going to go to the eight. So, we've already talked a little bit about the eight, but it's the challenger. So, a lot of times they're going to come from like aggressive stance. They might be a little combative when they're leaning into the stress. And so, there is a connection there, but that also means that the eight actually goes to two in growth. So, when you're a healthy eight, then you lean into those helper tendencies. So, that could be more where you're leaning rather than vice versa.
0: Yes, that's what it is. So, I'm an eight and I lean towards because when I'm in, and that's what I've always thought. Like, so some of the things about the eight that I was like, well, I don't think I do that. But I feel like I've been in a pretty good spot my whole life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I've had bumps and things. But for the most part, I know when I'm not in a good spot, and I can turn it around just because I'm very self-aware and always have been. So where does the three go when they are not in a good spot?
1: Yep, the three is the achiever. They have that need to succeed. They're very adaptive. But when they are in a stressful spot, they're going to go towards the nine. And some of those nine tendencies that they might pick up is that the nine is known for numbing out. And so that might be that a three who's usually like go, 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 If they don't feel like they're being successful, or they're in a situation that feels um, triggering to them, then they might just stop doing anything. And they may watch TV, or they may eat a lot of food, like anything to numb their feelings is where they're going to go in that stress path.
0: That's very interesting, especially since you said that about like both of our husbands are threes. Interesting. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, where does the four go?
1: So, the four, again, is the romantic individualist. They're very creative. They have a need to be unique. When they're in a stressful place, they go to the two. And so, the two, again, has a lot of their self worth tied up in what they give and who they are. And a four can sometimes feel like they're misunderstood or that they're not being appreciated for who they are. And some of that comes from that stress path and moving towards the two. Got it. Okay.
0: So, what where so now we're on six five or no five
1: <laughs> yep so the five is the observing investigator we talked about it a little bit because of the connection that we have to the five as an eight um, but the fives have a need to understand they really want to gift knowledge to others so if you're the kind of person that starts a sentence with have you read this book or do you know this author or, have you listened to that podcast then you might be a five and in points of stress the five goes to the seven and the seven is that entertaining enthusiast and so they They might just like disconnect and run off on an adventure, or they might really focus on being happy and they don't want any negative information coming in. So the five who typically is very realistic and very embedded in facts can just abandon that completely when they're in a stressful place.
0: Interesting. Okay, so then the six, where does the six go?
1: The six is the questioning loyalist. um, And they typically have a need to be secure and stable. They're said to have this inner committee that's always talking to them. What if what now what then when they're in that stressful? place they go to the three so that's the successful achiever they're going to lean into being more of a shapeshifter and kind of work in the room and doing what needs to be done in order to create that stability that they want
0: wow okay so we already went through the seven and eight so what about the nine when the nine's not in a good spot where do they go
1: So the nine, again, is that mediator, they really want to avoid conflict, and they go to the six in times of stress. And that might be, you know, having anxiety about what's going on, if people are not being loyal to them, or if they are engaging in some kind of conflict, then they can go into that place where they're thinking, what if what now? What can I do? Because they just want to get back to a place where they have harmony. And this
0: is what I love about the test, the Enneagram as well, is that Everything is kind of intertwined. So it's like there's certain things that are not like when you talk about some things I'm like, "Oh, there's a tiny bit of me in there." Or, "Oh, I see that in my son or my daughter." Or, you know, so those kind of things are so fascinating. Can you take us through with each number starting with 1 where they go when they're in a good spot? Sure.
1: So it's going to be the opposite of all of that that I just said. Um and so when the 1 is in a good spot, they're going to go to the seven. So they're going to be fun and adventurous. When the two is in a good spot, they're going to go to a four. They can really tap into their creativity. When a three is in a good spot, they're going to go to the six and they're going to be really loyal to their friends and family and the organizations around them. When a four is in a good spot, they're going to go to the one and they might really tap into the ethics and the integrity of a one. Um, When a five is in a good spot, they're going to go to the eight. They can call upon that strong leadership and, you know, kind of standing up for themselves. Um, When a six is in a good spot, they're going to go to a nine. They're going to be a lot more focused on cohesion and bringing people together. When a seven's in a good spot, they're going to a five. They're really going to focus on knowledge and think of things logically. Um, When an eight's in a good spot, they're going to a two. So, again, that's where, you know, as an eight, we are giving and thinking about other people and being really caring and considerate. And then when a nine's in a good spot, they're going to a three. And that would be that they are very focused on achieving and just being better than they were yesterday. So that was rapid fire. Those are the growth paths for the Enneagram. I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell me again,
0: where the seven goes when they're in a good spot? What number do they go? So, the seven and the good spots
1: go into the five.
0: Yeah. So, that's what I would need to look a little bit more into because definitely when I'm in a good spot, I I, I feel like I'm more of an eight and I go into the two. But, and that's where it's like so interesting because the whole kind of thinking about it. And that's where, like, that's why it's so important, as you said, to listen to books, to do, you know, listen to podcasts, to find a coach like yourself because this is going to help you in so many outlets, not just your business life, but your personal life. You, as a parent, you, as a, you know, a friend, sister, a mom, whatever it is. And that's what I love about the Enneagram so much because it is really such a positive thing to really work on yourself. And it's really not one of those things where it's so hard. Some people are so intimidated by therapy, right? And this is a good start to like really use it. And sometimes you really find what you're good at and what you are like, okay, whoa, I'm in a bad spot. I need to figure this out. And so I think the self-awareness of the Enneagram really just helps with that. That's why I fell in love with it and just became fascinated with it.
1: You know, i think. I think coaching is so forward thinking, it's so growth focused. And I think the Enneagram as a tool has much more transformation than people even realize. And it's opening your eyes and then being intentional about how you show up in the world, right? And what you can learn. I mean, I always say, I think the Enneagram gave me permission that I never knew that I needed in order to pursue my business and in order to be a better parent and in order to, you know, be stronger in relationships with each other. So I just want to tack on because you made some great points there. So can you let everyone know again, Libby, where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at Enneagram to expand. Uh, Again, my company is expand coaching and consulting. And my uh, website is expandcnc.com. So all of those ways, I love to just talk to Enneagram, do a free consultation and just see how our energies drive. And then see if there's something that I can do to help you grow and help you expand beyond yesterday and be a better person.
0: I love that, Libby. I love that so much. Thank you so much for coming on. So what I'm doing now that if you guys notice when I started the podcast, I said, your next stop, which is the the new name, because this is the focus, I found a passion in interviewing people about what they love and how they turned it into a career. So I love that Libby did exactly that. So I'm going to ask a question at the end of each episode. And it's going to be in one sentence, what does crazy town mean to you?
1: Going back to my quote, it is that it's not normal and that we all have a little bit of that crazy town in us. And we just need to embrace that to be our fullest and truest selves.
0: I love that. So people always ask me like crazy town. What is crazy town to me is lovable, fun, Energy, sometimes chaos, but just like the family unit being together and the en- it's really the energy that we all bring to the table. And that's what Crazy Town means to me. So, Libby, I love what you said. Guys, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review. You know where to find us. Your next stop is the place to go. Apple or Spotify, iHeartRadio. We are all over. The way you go and get this podcast out is more and is rate, review, and share. And go please follow Libby. And seriously, guys, you want to to find out a little bit more about your EnderGear number. So go and reach out to Libby so you can learn more about yourself. All right, guys, stay tuned to next week for the next woman that is on that has followed a passion and has made it into a career. Thank you again, Libby. Thank you. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week.